This is the New Leaders Podcast, the podcast for leaders who want to master the new way of entrepreneurship. The new leader doesn't hustle, leads by example, intentionally creates whatever she wants, and mostly makes a difference in the world. I'm your host, Rihanna, business and mindset mentor, and I've built a six-figure business from scratch in 24 hours a week, doing what I love, making a positive impact on other people's lives. And you can do that too. In this podcast, I teach you how to combine strategy, mindset, and energy to build the most profitable business close to your heart. Every week, you can expect a new episode full of inspiring content that will help you build your dream business and fulfill your ultimate potential. Hello, beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a great day. This episode is going to be very valuable for you if you want to understand how you can attract more of the right customers through your content on social media. And I'm going to explain that to you by first telling you what's the worst advice you've ever gotten since you're an entrepreneur. I mean, it might not be the worst advice, but it's definitely not a good advice. And the advice is document, don't create. Maybe you've heard coaches say this. Maybe you've never heard it. Doesn't matter. But what they mean is don't consciously create your content on social media. So don't think about it too much. But document, document your day, take your followers through your day, you know, show them what you're doing. uh, And that's a great way to be visible. And that's also a great way to connect to your community. That might be true, but it's definitely not a good way to sell your offer. So today I want to tell you why I think that's not a good way. And I'm also going to help you with ways that are good. What should you do in your content in order to attract the right clients for your offer? So super interesting episode. Let's dive in. First of all, why do I think that this is not a great advice? Well, let's just start by telling you that I don't like to look at Instagram stories from people who document their day. I don't want to see your oatmeal every day. I don't want to see your walk in the park. That is every day to say, you know, I don't, you know, for me, that's not very exciting. And these days where there are so many content creators and where really your industry, all the industries are full and You have to stand out. More is needed in order to have people buy from you. So I do think that this could be a good advice when you just started out as an entrepreneur and you're still struggling to find your way in visibility. When I started out as an online entrepreneur, I had really big struggles with visibility. And so I know exactly how you feel. And if starting to document some parts of your day on social media feels as a 
accessible, easy way for you to get started and get used to being visible, I would say definitely go for it because documenting is still better than being absolutely invisible. So if that helps you in that way, I think that is a good advice. But if it's your goal to attract more of the right clients for your offer, then you need to come with something better. Personally, that advice, document and don't create, has never been useful to me. If you know me, I'm more introverted than I'm extroverted. I struggle with visibility. I still sometimes do. And the idea of having to document my entire life or my entire day on social media, it's, I mean, I really don't like that idea. I absolutely hate it. So for me, it's never worked. So if you're like me and you don't like documenting your life on social media, that's not your desire, then this is good news for you because you don't have to. My advice is don't document, don't create, but curate your content, especially for your ideal clients to help them to buy your offer. A great way to start is by setting intentions. What are your intentions with your content on social media? Most entrepreneurs don't think about it. They are very random with that. They are visible for the sake of being visible. But here's the thing, like Oprah Winfrey says, intention rules all outcome. Let me repeat it because those words are super important. Intention rules all outcome. So if your intentions are pretty random, don't be surprised that the results are also pretty random. So a great way to start is by asking yourself, what are my intentions with my posts or stories this week? Do I want people to book a call? Is there a program that I want to sell? Is there a masterclass that I want them to sign up for? What do I want? Become specific about it and become also unapologetic about it. I know that there are still entrepreneurs out there who are afraid to say that they want to sell something and that makes it very hard for you to do business. But you're a business. You're not a foundation. You're not a volunteer. You're here to make an impact on other people's life. And so please do not be afraid to sell and set that intention to sell. That's a very great way to start. Did you know that 3% of your audience at any moment is ready to buy from you right now, but you have to engage in the marketing and the selling activities for him to actually take the step? Okay, so the next thing is, it's a very good idea to cut it into pieces and to say, you know, my intention is to sell X, Y, Z. Maybe a program, maybe a one-on-one coaching. I don't know. But I am going to sell this by having them sign up for my newsletter. And I'm going to make them a beautiful offer there. Or I'm going to sell them by first introducing them further to the topic and do a beautiful masterclass. 
or I want to send them to my podcast because then in my podcast, I am going to actually explain more about my offer. So think that through what is your intention and what is your strategy. The next very important thing that might bore you a little bit is know your ideal client. This is not a very popular topic to talk about, but it's still a very important topic to talk about. So you want to have it very clear what the pain of your ideal client is. What are their daily struggles? What are their desires? But also, what do they need to understand in order to buy from you? Let me give you an example. Let's say that you sell coaching and consulting on cultural differences within organizations in order to prevent that those cultural differences become obstacles that impact business results. (laughs) It's quite specific, but I know somebody who does that. You might be listening. Um, So, and that that example came up in my mind. Let's say you do that. Your ideal client might not be aware that they currently have a problem. They might not be aware that the cultural differences within their organizations are currently causing problems. And so your task is to make them aware of the problems. But it could also be the case that your client is aware of the problems there are in the business, but he or she doesn't know that there are solutions. And so you need to enlighten them and tell them that there are solutions, but maybe they know there are solutions, but what they don't know is that you have the best solution. So you always want to ask yourself, what is the level of consciousness of my ideal client right now? Because your level of consciousness as an expert is always much bigger than the level of consciousness of your ideal client. And so you want to go down basically to their level of consciousness, to their level of understanding and help them with your content to understand whatever they need to understand in order to buy from you. That's not a trick. That is helping your ideal client because your goal eventually is to make your impact. I'm here talking about you want to sell your offers and your services That's what you want, but you do want that not only to make a living for yourself, but you want to make that positive impact. Otherwise, you would not be listening to this podcast. So I know that. Talking about knowing your ideal client. My ideal client wants to make an impact. And that's super important for them. And it hurts them when they're currently not making that impact that they want. Just telling you a little bit to help you understand how important it is to know your ideal client really from the inside out so that you can then give them the information that they need, uh, provide value in your content, really become somebody that makes their life or their business or whatever a little bit better. Another question that I heard the other day was to ask yourself what does my ideal client need to hear today? 
What do they need to hear in order to feel a little bit better or gain a little bit more understanding about their problem or their desire? That's a beautiful question you can ask yourself that helps you to create great content. The next thing is build on the know, like, trust consistently. I think that you've probably heard about know, like, trust. Uh, Know, like, trust journey is very simply the journey that your ideal clients needs to walk through in order to buy from you. So she or he needs to know you, then like you, and then trust you before they're ready to buy from you. I always add trigger to those three because I think, especially in these times where People are being confronted with so much information every day. We're being confronted with so much marketing every day, with so much content that you really want to wake people up a little bit. When you scroll through your feed, your brain is like, (laughs) you know, it's not very, uh, it's not in a very alert mode. It's, It's scanning. It's almost sleeping, your brain. So in order to wake up your ideal clients, your potential clients, you really need to trigger them with something. You need to make it interesting for them in order to to move them, to wake them up from their scrolling coma. (laughs) So that's why I add trigger to those three words. But this is very important. No like, trust, trigger. Trust is the most important one. Why? That is because you can not know somebody and not like somebody, but you trust somebody and that's why you still hire them. So, for example, my accountant, I don't know him. I don't like him. I don't, un- I don't dislike him either because I don't know him. So, But I do trust him and that's why I hire him. You get my point. But if you know somebody and like somebody, but don't trust them, you're never going to hire them. So trust is the most important. And you want to really build on all of those three consistently. Because there are some people in your audience, they just started following you. They start at the beginning of the know, like, trust journey. But there are people who are already at the trust. They know you fully. They like you. They trust you completely. They are really ready for you to make them an offer, basically. So you want to keep that in mind and you want to work on all of those things at the same time. How to do that? I'm not going to dive into that deeper today because that's that's going to be too much for today. This is something I teach to my clients. I teach this very elaborately in the New Leaders Academy, for example, how to work on all of those four things specifically. Um, but that's, yeah, that's not for this podcast episode. But have you ever been on somebody's Instagram profile and you felt ready to buy from them? within a very short amount of time. It was like you came on their Instagram bio, you saw a few things and you were like, oh my God, what do you sell? Because I want to have it. Did you ever have that? How great would it be if you could be that kind of person? If you can make that no like, trust, trigger journey very short, that's completely possible. Because what those people do is very consciously. They did not create that by randomly posting things. They created that by very consciously positioning themselves 
in a certain place where they gain your no like trust so fast that you're ready to buy from them within days, maybe even hours. And that's positioning. Also, not another topic to dive in even deeper, but definitely something to keep in mind for you. How can I create that for myself? So I hear you thinking right now, Rihanna, but should I not share anything about my personal life? Yes, you should. I think that it's a great way to connect with people if you share about your personal life. I also share about my personal life. I love sharing about my personal life. I do it in a way that I feel comfortable. I do very consistently as well. And I think that it's a great idea that you mix those two together. Definitely things that are personal, you know, even the small things. Funny things about you, fun facts, uh, maybe share your humor. That's a great way to connect with people. Um, but people connect over, they could connect over everything. So, you know, don't be too afraid or too picky, but it's a good idea to share personal stuff. I mean, people love animals. So if you have a dog, I mean, I even have one of my clients and she has followers that are, you know, crazy about her dog. So they can, they connect over that. So, so that could be a great idea. Or for me, for example, people are very interested in my life in Chile. So that's something that I can share and that people love seeing and love knowing and that we connect over and I connect a lot with um, other uh, women who moved abroad for example so definitely share that and and think about what are the things that make me stand out you could for example share your values your unapologetic opinions because those are the things that really help you build that know and like, maybe even trust as well, and that relationship that you want to create. So I had one of my clients last year that she had a very strong opinion about COVID measurements, and she shared that also on social media. And she got clients over that. She got clients because she had those opinions. And they said, I want to be with you. And I'm not going to look any further for another coach, right? So sometimes you don't know what other people can connect over or what other people find very important. But yes, definitely share things about yourself if you like. Share the things that you're comfortable with because really it's not necessary to display your entire life on social media, not at all. Do the things that you feel comfortable with It can be the small things. It can be that you carry ketchup in your bag everywhere because you eat ketchup with everything. You know, those kind of things that make you human, that make people like you, that make people laugh are a great idea to share. But then again, don't distract them too much from your offer. You're still here to do business. So I would definitely not let the personal things dominate. Keep the focus on your business and there are beautiful ways in which you can do that. There are so many beautiful ways that you can sell with integrity, that you can show us what's possible, you know, show us how you 
lead by example, how you really embody what you sell. Share your unconventional opinion about something that relates to your business. Or simply give value. This still works when you share valuable knowledge. There are so many ways in which you can attract the right clients you're a business, you're not here to document your life and share that on social media. You're here to market and sell your beautiful offer so that you can attract and help the right people to make an amazing transformation. So again, don't create, don't document, but curate your content. And you might think that that sounds like a lot of work. When you listen to that episode, you might already feel tired. But remind yourself that if you become more intentional and you start curating your content more intentional, it might take you a little bit more time in the beginning, but long-term, this will save you time because you will become so much more effective in attracting the right people for your offer. That's the whole point, isn't it? So stop wasting time throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> if you're currently doing that. Or the other day I heard the posting and praying strategy. In other words, just randomly posting something and praying that somebody's going to respond. No, become much more intentional. Curate your content with the tools that I gave you today. I have so much more for you. This is what I do. This is what I help my clients with. This is what I teach in the New Leaders Academy, how to create content so that you can attract the ideal clients for your offer. So if you want to know more about that, if you are listening to this episode and you feel like, oh my God, I've been doing it wrong the whole time, but I also feel like there is a way for me to create content that's going to be so much more effective. Hit me up. This is the time. Don't waste to get better at marketing because while you're waiting, the rest of the industry is getting better. Okay. So if you know that you have work to do in this area and you feel that you want to do that work, you want to learn how to get better at attracting the right clients for your offer so that you can make a bigger impact because I know that's why you're here. Then hit me up. You can send me a message on Instagram and just share with me what you've realized and what you would like, you know, what your dreams are. And I can share with you ways in which I can help you. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and until next week. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning in to the new leaders podcast today. If you love listening, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify, or let me know that you're listening by tagging me on social media. So keep chasing your desires, beautiful, and I wish you an amazing rest of your day.